Hello and welcome to the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined as always by Mr. Bo Brock. We've got Damian Anderson, the pride of Northwestern, former Arizona Cardinal running back, joining us. Gentlemen, minicamp is in the books. We have our sights set on training camp, but that's still upwards of five, six weeks away. And yet here we are on a Monday discussing the availability or lack thereof of one of the Arizona Cardinals' marquee positions. But before we get to that, uh, how's that for a teaser? Gentlemen, how are we doing? Great, man. Good little weekend. I celebrated yeah. my kid's first birthday. Uh, we did, I took your advice, Johnny. There was no uh, you know, opening of the gifts in front of a large crowd and making people just kind of sweat that one out. But uh, it was a great time. Really enjoyed myself. Um, but, yeah, now I'm, I'm with our guy, our GM, Bookman. We're ready to be heard again. <laughs> Johnny, just a chill weekend and enjoying the day. Uh, happy Juneteenth. And, you know, just keeping yes, it moving. happy Juneteenth. Man. Yeah, just keeping it moving. And, you know, anytime I get with the fam, always quality. Yes, absolutely. Well, welcome, everybody. And again, happy Juneteenth here on the 20th of June. And uh, let's pick up where we left off last week as more information becomes available. Uh, Shameless plug, article on gophnx.com filed earlier today regarding the status or the uncertain status, I should say, of one Rodney Hudson, All-Pro Center, that was acquired last offseason for a third-round pick. He got his extension, and now, gentlemen, he is MIA The more we hear about this information, the less promising it looks like that Rodney Hudson will be a member of the Arizona Cardinals this fall. Now, um, the nuggets that I heard over the weekend and then a little bit this morning were that this is kind of DEFCON 5. This is not this is confirming it's not a scenario in which he wants more money. Right. He's due $10 million. This year's $10 million cap hit. It's not a scenario of he just wanted to take mini camp off to get his body right. Um, and I think we kind of dispelled both of those bow last week when we talked about like, we don't see Cliff Kingsbury that animated unless there's cause. And the more and more I hear, it looks like it's his final day is, has passed as an Arizona Cardinal. He's played his final snap for this team, at least in my opinion right now. Yeah. We didn't see anger. We didn't see, you know, uh, we'll see even Cliff Kingsbury. He loves to drop that one. Just we'll see how things play out. We didn't even hear that from, from Cliff Kingsbury. He said it was an excuse. He was pretty frank as far as, you know, Rodney Hudson be, not being there, but we also saw frustration. We saw body language of frustration from a guy who's known as being a player's coach. And then mm-hmm. maybe a, a player just pushing that just too far and not in the case of hey, he's not showing up to minicamp because there's nobody that's he's going to battle out for a spot and he's just going to try to preserve that body. No, he's just gonna, he's, he's late in the game telling this organization that he's not going to play. Like he's done. You're going to move you're, you're going to have to move on without me. Your former Pro Bowl center is no longer going to be wearing that number 61 and you got to find somebody else to snap Kyler Murray the football this season. I mean guys, I think that we all thought that that was the one piece of I would say serenity, right, when it came to the offensive line in in terms of protecting Kyler Murray, right? There were some pieces, holes, COVID year, a lot of, you know, question marks where you could just throw a rational answer at. But not having Rodney Hudson, what he means, as you guys just, you know, just said, all the the facts, right? Sign him the offseason, third-round pick, and he was due $10 million. 
And if he doesn't show up, I mean that. I mean it has. It's going to have a trickle down effect. I mean it's, it's a it's a aw damn moment for everyone associated with the team. I mean, don't get me wrong. Being in the trenches, it's next man up. But we all know the difference between an all pro center versus a second or a third string guy. And right now they have no one on the depth chart, so it's a big, big hole. Hopefully, it's a situation where he just shows up at training camp and we don't have to worry about it. You know, hopefully that is what it is, Johnny. And we're like. You know, shame on us. You know, all is in the past. We're all happy. However, it doesn't seem like that's where it's trending towards. Yeah, I want to be wrong, but this looks more and more like another Robert Alford scenario in which he retires and abruptly. I mean, the Cardinals weren't expecting that during the preseason. Malcolm Butler. I'm sorry, not Robert Alford. And uh, Malcolm Butler retired abruptly and then has come out of retirement and is playing for the Patriots. Now, I don't know if, if Rodney Hudson, we've got a long way to go before that's the same scenario, but... I mean, the Cardinals have Rodney Hudson under contract for the next two years. Malcolm was under contract for one year, which is why he was set free to the free agency pool and the Patriots got to sign him. But I mean, like you're walking away. He's got 10 million and 8 million due each of the next two seasons, $18 million. Like he's playing for a player's coach in Cliff Kingsbury. Justin Pugh talked about it. He was at his bachelor party, his wedding. Like he's close to the guys in the locker room. So to me, it like speaks more of a couple different things. And I outlined it in my article, gentlemen, it's either, He's got a he's clashing with the organization. Maybe he's clashing with Kingsbury, Sean Coogler, which seems a little bit far fetched, but it could happen, right? Or he's just not happy in Arizona. Now, I find that hard to believe because he spent the last several years of his career flourishing in California on a bad Raider team that never sniffed the playoffs. So is it just one of those scenarios in which, and you've got to respect Rodney if this is the case, like his body is breaking down and he feels like I want to be around for my kids. And we heard Kelvin Beecham in that interview last week, I believe with Arizona sports with Wolfley say he's got to do right by his kids. Is that a scenario in which we're seeing a lot of these players, once they hit the early thirties bow, they're saying I've made enough money. I don't need to have my brains beat in for lack of a better term for the next, you know, half decade. I'm going to get out now. I'm, I'm good to go. Thank you Cardinals. Um, but again, just the, the status and the, emotion and the body language of cliff kingsbury last week i i just we're not we're missing something here but i i believe where there's smoke there's fire and that fire is is a pending retirement with rodney hudson i mean it was it was defeat you know and it was just this is very reminiscent of how the the regular seasons have gone it's it's not finishing strong it's not Mm -hmm. trending the right direction as when you want to going in the training camp and you've got the top paid center in the nfl just saying it uh, I'm good. I'm going to walk away for whatever reason. And and that's that's a big issue that it, the, the news is coming down a month and a half before training camp, because like the the silver lining here is like Steve Kime is going to have a ton of money to, to kind of figure out what he wants to do. But he's, yeah. he's only going to be able to shop at Goodwill or like the blue light special at, at Walmart. <laughs> like he's going yeah. bargain bin yeah. with a blank check. Unfortunately, it's it's brutal. Uh, Billy Price, a guy that's been tied to this team, former mm-hmm. first round pick, Bengals, Giants, like those are not two teams you want to pick up, you know, the scraps from. JC Treader, probably a better off, uh, option, a guy who played pretty high level for the Browns, but he was penalized in center position last year. Like uh, Cardinals friends, like that's a four letter where you don't want to hear that you've got a heavily penalized center because of what they saw from Mason Cole before Rodney Hudson, you thought was going to come back and solidify the position. So, here's the biggest thing as far as the Arizona Cardinals go. Like, I don't think that Justin Pugh is a realistic uh, option for the Cardinals no. at center, you know, size. And the fact that like, the biggest, most important thing 
is snapping the football. We saw how brutal it was, even with Rodney Hudson snapping the football. This was a team that was second in the NFL as far as shotgun snaps. They got to find somebody that's going to be comfortable in snapping the football, Damian. Uh, 86% of their snaps were taken out of the shotgun. You got to find somebody that's more comfortable shooting at about seven yards and, or five yards instead of a guy uh, you know, get, giving the ball under center to Kyler Murray. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to turn that roster and find somebody to come in. As you mentioned, Bo, I don't necessarily know that, that Pew is the guy. As Beecham you know, mentioned, hey, it, it may be more than football. Maybe he's trying to preserve his body. But one thing that we have to, to obviously annotate, take back as dads, one, and then take back as, you know, doing your job, that that's this is more, this is more than the game. I mean, as right now, if, if guys on the team are talking about that, I think we need to take, take a step back, you know, in terms of, Hey, as a fan, we 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 were pissed off, but we don't know that every there's context and circumstances to everything. And I think the context is that the timing sucks as an Arizona Cardinals fan. Yeah. As Bo mentioned, there's you know maybe monies that Steve Kime can go and and try and find you know some you know put those draft skills uh, to work and get a quality guy in here that can do the job right and that you can get you know feel, make Kyler feel comfortable because I think we all know that Kyler can mitigate. A lot of this, but losing Rod- Rodney is, is huge. And, I mean, it, it wasn't like he played the entire season, so they know what to expect, maybe a little bit from the combination they have at offensive line. I love this comment. Pocket full of Eno Benjamins. Great name, by the way. Man, there ain't no centers available out there either. We're going to end up with a Pottery Barn center. Well, Pottery Barn, I don't know where you're shopping, my friend. Pottery huh? Barn, premium prices, premium products. Now, if we're talking TJ Maxx, um, <laughs> if we're talking Ross, if we're talking Five Below, then yes, then that's not a good sign. Now, uh, as oh. Jalen Blair says in the chat, J.C. Treader over a thousand snaps with five penalties, one sack given up. He's got an eight eighty-three point seven PFF pass block and a seventy-four point eight run block. He started for the Cleveland Browns last year. He is we'll the bell of the ball right now. We'll yes, <laughs> we will take said. it. Thirty-one years yes. old. I don't know if you're Steve Kime. And we get confirmation because we're not confirming anything on this podcast. We are reading the tea leaves. I'm telling you what we're hearing that. If you ask me today what is Rodney Hudson's future with this team, I would say zilch. I would say he's going to retire. And so, yeah, you better go and say, hey, J.C. Treader, take $10 million. We need you to come play football for us. But it's also bears repeating, yeah. like, why isn't J- why isn't J.C. Treader signed? Could he not pass a physical? Yeah. Does he not want to play football? Um, you know, as, as Bo mentioned, like, you're not getting the bell of the ball. If Rodney Hudson, let's just put it in perspective, if Rodney Hudson was made available in March and hit the free agent wire, he would be one of the first free agents signed. And we saw Corey Lindsley and almost the identical age last offseason get paid by the L.A. Chargers. I think what is also concerning, gentlemen, is you mentioned that you know situation with Justin Pugh and he's retiring. And then you've got Rodney Hudson's status. Let's just call it uncertain. And thanks. Somebody brought it up in the chat. I think it was Ella one five. Yeah, our only O-line we have signed past the season is Josh Jones. Um, we The header of the show today is who's to blame with for the Rodney Hudson scenario. I think a, an additional question we need to ask is who's to blame for the lack of developing quality offensive linemen, pipeline offensive linemen that you're not beholden to veterans who can seemingly take your offseason by hostage here, for lack of a better term, right? I think part of the reason that Michael Bidwell and Steve Kime made a conscious effort, I think this March, to say, we're done giving big multi-year contracts to older players. One, because they said it doesn't work. It doesn't pan out in terms of production. But look at what they've been burned recently. 
And I would love for this organization to start drafting and developing better. But like Bo, we're, we're the high picks on offensive linemen that the Cardinals can say, well, at least we've got a stud right guard. At least we've got right. a stud right tackle. I mean, Tyler Lindenbaum and Tristan Wirfs look pretty good right about now, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, Lindenbaum's already, you know, he's, he's penciled in as the starting center for the Baltimore Ravens going yeah. forward. And, and he's the future, you know, along with they want to lock up their franchise quarterback as well. But, yeah, I mean, it, it, there, there hasn't been enough done, which is, isn't it odd? Isn't it one of the weirdest things, Damian, like that Steve Kime, an offensive lineman himself, has struggled mightily to scout the position and draft the position and bring in guys that they can lock up long term? Because what was it? it was It's DJ Humphreys. He's, he's on his second deal. Bobby Massey, I think, at one point signed his second deal. But outside of yeah. that, you can't find anybody that Steve Kime has drafted and developed. And when you're looking to point the finger at somebody, I think that Steve Kime is the guy that's just struggled. I think he kind of – was he snake bitten from Jonathan Cooper? Because and, – and here's the thing about Jonathan Jonathan Cooper – he was one of the more one of the safest prospects in his draft. This was Kime's first draft in 2013. He was seventh overall. He comes out of North Carolina. He's the highest drafted guards in like 1986, and he looked like an absolute animal in preseason. Generational. And then he yeah. snapped his leg. He had a freak injury, and he was just never the same. It wasn't that he couldn't compete at this level. It's the poor kid suffered a brutal injury and just was never the same. Uh, I wonder if Steve Kime just kind of felt like, look, I, I tried it. I, I, you know, there, there aren't all the fish in the sea. Uh, I, I was, I'm one and done as far as drafting a, a, an offensive lineman. I wish he would get out back out there because, yeah. you know, he took a, a, a Swiss army knife and Isaiah Simmons eighth overall, instead of a couple can't miss guys and in, in Tristan Wirfs and, uh, who's it? Jedrick Wills and, and a couple yeah, other guys. That were, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. As you guys all know, hindsight is always twenty twenty. But we could look back, <clears throat> excuse me, and look at around the league, right? What's the percentage of of the salary based on offensive linemen? And I think that we've seen it in a lot of places where you spend money heavily on outside your quarterback and maybe some defensive pressure guys, and teams aren't allocating those funds towards offensive linemen. Johnny, I yeah. absolutely, I absolutely agree in terms of hey, development, having depth. I mean, having nobody there to replace Rodney Hudson, knowing that he's getting you know somewhat long in the tooth. I think that falls directly on Steve Kahn. You know, there aren't any centers of, on the roster. Bo, exactly. you were just saying it before the show. Yeah. They don't have anybody else. But I, but I guarantee you, they're thinking schematic wise and 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 Cliff having Cliff Kingsbury offensively. Hey, you know, there's a ratio of them which we get the ball out. Hey, by that time, the offensive lineman only has to do X, Y, and Z, right? So they're not investing a lot of money only when times like this come up, which happens how often? You know what I mean? Maybe it's, you know, given the, the concerns of the game, maybe it, it, it is more often, but I guarantee you they're thinking, hey, Rob, we got Rodney locked down, guys, and we're going to be okay for the next couple of years. Yeah. And unfortunately, here we are. And I, I don't want to sit here and say hindsight 2020 with this move because I love this move. I, I commended it when it happened. It was praised by all of the national media because you're getting a top three center in the NFL, even at age, what, 30, 31, when they acquired him at a relatively low cost for a team that wanted to compete, compete for, you know, no, yeah, but not, I was talking about the, the draft, you know, the, the right. No, and I'm with so. you. Yeah, yeah. Like the yeah. players who would have been available. Um, but we've seen like kind makes his money on acquiring pro bowl Free players agent. for picks, right. Yeah. Chandler Jones and D hop and Zach Ertz last year. I mean, That's he's got philosophy. a good track record, yeah. but I mean, now we've seen two consecutive off seasons. We think where a player is not going to make it to, to start the season that they otherwise had penciled in. And now you go potentially into 
May, or excuse me, August and September. Last year, I don't know if we talked about this on Friday's show, but it bears repeating if so. The top five players on this roster last year, notwithstanding Kyler Murray and Buda Baker, would have included Chandler Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, and Rodney Hudson. Now you're going to kick off against the Kansas City Chiefs, mm. the perennial juggernaut of the NFL, without three of those five players. Presumably, if we assume Rodney Hudson is not going to play for the Cardinals this year. It's a disastrous scenario. And you know, Damian brings up a great point. And it's like somebody posted this right before the show started. And I think it's a really interesting case study. Can we just listen to Kyler Murray? Had they taken CeeDee Lamb and people push back and say, well, you wouldn't have DeAndre Hopkins. Would you rather have DeAndre Hopkins or CeeDee Lamb today? DeAndre Hopkins did not finish the season last year. CeeDee Lamb was a pro bowler. DeAndre Hopkins is not going to play the first six games of this year and cost you $30 million, potentially. Would you rather have Rodney Hudson or would you rather have Creed Humphreys, who coincidentally plays in Kansas City? I think you would rather have Creed Humphreys for the next 10 years in the peak of his powers, you know, in the in his early to mid-20s. So it's just it's kind of ironic where I am all for, and we didn't get it this offseason. I feel robbed outside of the Hollywood Brown trade, but I'm all for like splash moves, right? But goodness, if you just hit on your draft picks and you and you swing and you hit doubles, once in a while you're gonna hit a home run. Just Steve Kime, I just he just can't. He can't do it early early enough in the draft, or I should say often enough in the draft. And I know people people would would rather prefer Hopkins, and I get that. And it's probably apples to oranges, but give me the younger, cheaper receiver that's on the upswing. Jalen Blair, yeah. I agree with Thank this, Jalen. You would <laughs> rather have DeAndre Hopkins today than CeeDee Lamb. Yes, yes. Get the hell out of here. Yes. DeAndre yes. Hopkins is 30, no and he's off an injury, no and he's question. suspended. Are you guys – Okay, so got the most reliable hands in the NFL. Yeah, player, ver- player versus player. Come on, don't get me wrong. CeeDee Lamb, what he does is, is special. You're buying a blockbuster stock when right around the corner there's a red box, and you're telling me that for one year you're going to get you know premium DVDs at a discounted price. He's always in, done in that. Two, he's, he's in two he's or three years, not last he, year, and not this year. I mean, he. he I love the op. Well, there's a good chance we get one peak year from DeAndre Hopkins, the Hail Mary year. It's a good chance. Bo, you've been telling me all offseason. We don't know what to expect when he comes back. No, we don't. But uh, you also don't know what to expect as far as CeeDee Lamb. I mean, CeeDee Lamb was playing in a high-powered offense. He's never been the vocal point of the offense as well. He's kind of – he's playing maybe wide receiver two with a guy – maybe fringe wide receiver two with Michael Gallup in the same wide receiver core – to uh to Mari Cooper who's now in Cleveland so no and I and I didn't like CD Lamb disappeared I feel like in some big games including the one against the Arizona Cardinals what do you have one catch for twenty five yards against the Arizona he's Cardinals not, I mean it's just I mean it was his second year in the NFL I mean D-hop. D-hop. Uh, give me D-hop. give me the most proven commodity as far as receivers has gone in the last decade in the NFL I don't I mean if anybody's gonna be the exception as far as thirty year old wideouts I I would give the the edge to DeAndre Hopkins over an unproven CD Lamb. Sure, he's flashed a little bit. Sure, he has the he has a relationship with Kyler, but I'll take Hollywood Brown at this point and DeAndre Hopkins over CD Lamb. I look, I, I don't think yours have been ratio. That's fine. I don't think it's like, yeah, I don't think you're the hot it's like a hot take. Yeah. Yeah. So, but here's like, I, I mean, as you mentioned, oranges, Johnny, it's apples to oranges. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, I would say though, I mean, Chris Jones, Frank Clark, George Carr Loftus coming into town week one. Then you got Max Crosby and Chandler Jones week two. And then you got Aaron Donald week three. Maybe Rodney Hudson was like, 
F this. I'm out of here. That's I'm not going. It's the Seinfeld gift where he's just like this and he walks out of the theater. That was that was Rodney when he saw that schedule. I like the Karlovkis name drop, by the way, Bo Brock, after we after I shit on him all draft season. Wouldn't that be very poetic? For him to come in and 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 beat up the Cardinals week one and have a yeah, day yeah have a day that would be <laughs> yeah that'd be hard to stomach here this whole thing is hard to stomach uh, I don't know how it affects you know the Cardinals over under in Vegas uh, we'll have to watch that line as it as it relates to DraftKings speaking of DraftKings gentlemen I don't know did you guys uh, dabble in the NHL playoffs at all we got the Stanley Cup finals yes. going on you've been watching Avalanche you team Avalanche. I took I took your advice. That was your uh, that was your money in the bank bet on Friday, and uh, I took it. I mean, they just destroyed them. I mean, just absolutely yeah. dog walk the uh, the poor uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. So yeah, I'm just gonna ride that avalanche train until they're hoisting the cup. Uh, producer Leah, uh, who hosts our PHNX Coyote show, always keeps me honest with my uh, hockey lingo. So I'm going to try to get through this read as educated as I can. She's teaching <laughs> me the game. This morning, I learned what a morning skate was as it relates to maybe like a morning walkthrough in the NFL or a morning shoot around. There's a morning mm-hmm. skate, which is interesting. If you want to bet on the Stanley Cup finals, you can do that right now. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. And when you use that promo code PHNX, new customers can bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game, Lightning or Avalanche, and get $150, excuse me, $100, not $150, just a hundy in free bets, no matter what. That's code PHNX at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the Stanley Cup Final. You got to be 21 or older to gamble and to dabble on DraftKings. Arizona only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. This uh, Rodney Hudson thing, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was just going to say this Rodney Hudson thing makes you want to crack open a couple extra Four Peaks beverages. But if you do, of course, you must be 21 and older and enjoy responsibly. But we're pumped to be partnered with Four Peaks. I mean, it's our Pro Bowl, Perio Pro Bowl Center, just coupling with them. They're going to set us up for success, just like he did Kyler Murray. Love the Four Peaks. I head there about every week. It's a great place to catch a game. You got, uh, if it's the NBA Finals, obviously, in the rearview mirror, you got the NHL Stanley Cup going on, and you've got Major League Baseball and all the TVs there, and they've got all, the, they're brewing on site. It's just beautiful. You can taste all their new beers out there. You can go with the old steadies, like, of course, Hop Knot, Four Peaks, Kilt Lifter. You got Ooh. Raj IPA. You're an IPA guy. IPAs are delicious. They've got double IPAs, triple IPAs. They've got the barrel-aged stuff. If you're a beer connoisseur, a place for you or if you just like want to keep it simple you've got the uh, the wow which tastes just like blue moon if not it does taste better i had a couple of those last night it's like i'm gonna have one no i'm gonna have two it, because four peaks is unbelievable the the menu is great where you're i mean it's it's arizona it's state 48 you think about arizona you think about four peaks brewing and we're excited to be a uh, partner with them check them out of course in tempe you could check them out at the airport uh, you can check them out. Their tap room at Chase Field downtown when you're watching the D-backs game. It's uh, Four Peaks Brewing. Just ex- extremely excited to be a part of their family here in the PHNX crew. Um, I wanted to get in this conversation because Four Peaks is not a sleeper, but uh, we've been talking about the big names on this Arizona Cardinals roster all offseason long. Of course, Kyler Murray has just been 
monopolizing the headlines. And through that, of course, we lost in the shuffle Rodney Hudson, DeAndre Hopkins, the suspension. We know how important he is. Chandler Jones exits, Christian Kirk exits, Hollywood Brown in. Like, this is a pretty uh, star laden uh, like, uh, offense and, and roster. Yeah. For in order for this to work, I mean, especially at the end of last year, you saw the lack of depth. Who needs to step up? And, and I'm not talking about the Rondell Moores. I'm not talking like maybe you know the Byron Murphy Juniors. I'm talking about the guys like a little bit further down the depth chart. Guys that you would consider sleepers on this roster. Guys who you would probably have to uh, you know clear, bring back to life. They're nearly that. They're almost dead. They're so far asleep. Who are some guys that you've kind of piqued some interest on this offseason through minicamp through OTAs that you're excited about that could make an impact relative to where they are right now on the roster I think Hernandez jump is one that jumps out just given Great pick. just given the Rodney Hudson but me being you know a running back right former running yeah. back I got to go with my running backs and I just foresee knowing Cliff, what Cliff does offensive offensively I think that we see a package of Eno I think four backs make the team because you know that Connor and you have Williams as well but I think Keontae as well as um Eno Benjamin we'll see some type of package you know like some two-minute type of package where maybe they start a quarter second quarter or fourth quarter with where they could just on the run no huddle type of deal and create those mismatches and be able to run the football and have a you know a a mismatch out there on the perimeter or with those inside line, you know, linebackers. So I just think, see them being creative, easy one, uh, obviously offensive line and running back. Uh, I like Elowen five says Dennis Gardeck all day. I'm going to stick at the outside linebacker position. Uh, and I'm going to go with somebody that I, you know, I've kind of dogged each of the past couple seasons. Devon Kennard was basically released and brought back the same day, took a monster pay cut is making close to the vet minimum. Who does that sound like, gentlemen, from a season ago? Mr. Robert Alford, a lot of people wrote off, right? And so can he have a Robert Alford resurgence? Can he have, say, dare I dare I say, a Hassan Reddick uh, resurgence here? They seem to have a lot of confidence uh, in Mr. Kennard, and that gives me confidence because if Vance Joseph can do anything well, he can scheme up pressure. Devon Kennard's going to start at least week one opposite Marcus Golden. He can play the run a little bit. Uh, he was bad, bad against Seattle in week 18 last year. I have that vision of my head of him missing key tackles as they ran over the Cardinals. I think he will be better this year. If he gives the Cardinals like six to eight sacks and solid against the run, and most importantly helps the development of those two young rookie third round outside linebackers. I think that's a quality year. It's something that Devon Kennard was brought here. He was brought here like the day after he got released from Detroit two off seasons ago, the Cardinals ran to the free agent market and signed him to a, to a nice contract. They Valley native, bring him home. Right. And he, what happened six months in, right. They basically put him on the bench and they acquired Marcus golden. So can he, you know, rise from the ashes, so to speak, and, and re, not replace Chandler Jones, but just give us something because he's been, he's been absent. He's been MIA for two years. That's like a it, big one. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I like it too. I, I think he has to step up, Johnny. I mean, as you said, he took a pay cut. To Car as you mentioned, Cardinals gave him a really big deal. And considering what he did in Detroit, I was like, and, you know, I know the family. I'm like, oh, that's awesome, obviously. But I had yet to be seen in terms of, the, you know, that pay matching that production. Yeah, nothing so, against the guy. Like, yeah, but like, no. yeah, you I just want, want him to do well. He just hasn't yet. 
with big money comes big expectations. And you were, we were all expecting, as you mentioned, eight to 10 sacks. And we, you know, you haven't seen that. So hopefully he knows the, the severity of the situation and make something happen because they're going to need it. They're definitely going to need it. Losing a guy like Chandler Jones defensively. Yeah. It's going to be huge to, to have a veteran step it up uh, would just kind of set the tone and then let those younger guys just kind of focus, narrow the focus on what they need to do in year one. We know how tough it is to play an advanced Joseph defense when you're, a rookie and John, I don't want to yeah. get Johnny fired up on that, but I'm going to stay on in the front seven. I'm going to stay on the, I'm going to go to the defensive line. I see Rafa, I see Jalen talking about it and I completely dear uh, Derek Fife. He, he nailed mine. I think Rashad Lawrence is going to be a big player for this defense. I think he's going to play a ton of snaps. I love what I was hearing from his teammates when he was running the drills at minicamp and in OTAs and including guys like JJ Watt, when Rashad Lawrence was running uh, drills, he was, he was like, damn, like Rashad Lawrence was, was he, he liked the pace he was playing at. He liked the strength that he was playing with Rashad Lawrence looked like he was in great shape. And he like there, as far as opportunity goes, that nose tackle position, no Corey Peters. It, it seems Wide like open. this year for the first time in a long time, he's going to get the first crack at it. I do like Lucky Foe, too. I think he's a monster. I, I love his athleticism and strength, but I think Rashad Lawrence has the edge over him to play that nose tackle position. He's probably built better for it. So I think that could be the guy, and if, if his development is, is right, like he could help slow down opposing rushing attacks and, and open up some rush lanes for those edge guys. I like Rashad Lawrence. I think it's his year, you know, year three, fourth-round pick. He's, you know, you say he was the team ta- captain, one of the team captains for that just star-studded uh, LSU team on the defensive side of the football. I like Rashad Lawrence this year as my deep sleeper for the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, I like that. You know, Rodney Gunter, once upon a time, a day three defensive tackle that took a couple years to get going, finally found his footing, was a nice starter for them, and, and left and got a free agent contract elsewhere. That would be huge, and you mentioned it. Like He played it at the best program in, in college football. He played it on the national championship team, anchored that defensive line. Like We need to see that because the Cardinals right now, I mean, you got Zach Allen nursing an ankle injury, but trying to reassure everybody, hey, I'll be ready for training camp. Okay, Zach, what's well, a contract year? And then you got J.J. Watt, who, I mean, <laughs> Jalen Blair just mentioned it. I think the, I think the true glass man is J.J. Watt, and that's no disrespect, but he just can't stay healthy. We all want him to. We want to will it into play 17 games, please. But I, I don't think anything can be assured. I think right now you were to pull the fan base and you get 13 games, 14 games from J.J. Watt, everybody would sign up for it right now. So who is the staple among the Cardinal defensive linemen that you're like, push comes to shove, I got X player every Sunday ready to kick ass and take names. We don't really have that. We haven't had Marcus Golden. Upon- Mar- Marcus yeah, Golden. yeah. As an yeah, as an edge rusher, I'm talking. Yeah, you know, he's there's, bringing there's his lunch defensive tail every day. Yeah, he's bringing right. his lunch. Yeah, right. He's bringing. You think it every about day yeah, and, and but working. that's a great point, Damian. Of all of the players in the front seven, and I'll include the inside backers in this as well because we hammered it home last week. Marcus Golden's the only player I have confidence in to show up every Sunday and and be productive. Right, he's one of the most underpaid, I would argue, underrated players in the NFL. I don't know what I'm going to get from Zayvon Collins. Isaiah Simmons could be in the front seven. He also could be in the back seven, dabbling a little in the secondary, right? Yeah, the other outside linebacker position is vacant. So, I mean, it's why most of our concerns up until a week ago when the shit hit the fan with Rodney Hudson said, go spend that money on, on front edge pressure. Go get a defensive tackle. Go get another edge rusher, whatever. Help the front seven. 
Well, now it's just like, hey, we may need you guys to pick up the slack because we may have to go reinvest in a center or two in free agency now. So uh, I'll go I'll go one more. I'll go. I'll double down on the offensive line. Josh Jones, who, by the way, mm-hmm. as we mentioned, he's the only offensive lineman under under contract next year. I love Josh Jones coming out of Houston. I, I still think he can be a very nice long term solution for this team at tackle. And I I don't want to take Kelvin Beecham off the field because I feel like Kelvin Beecham on, on certain Sundays is the Cardinal Cardinals best option to tackle. He, he outplayed DJ Humphreys last year. It was fantastic two years ago. But I, I need to see Josh Jones. I need to know what we have because I don't want to go into 2023 with him being a little bit of an unknown. I want to say, well, at the very least, Josh Jones, he can play that position. What we saw last year, and you know, I think there's a misconception, gentlemen. Well, if you play tackle, you can play guard. Well, not when you're, I don't want to call it a finesse tackle, but I mean, Will Hernandez, say what you want about him. I, you know, I follow him on Instagram. He's a huge man. He's got a huge chest. He looks like a, a power lifter, right? Josh Jones, a little bit more like lengthy. He's certainly athletic, mm. but you have to body have type. power different on body types. Yeah, yeah, different body type, right? I don't think power when I think Josh Jones, I think supremely gifted athlete that can take on edge pressure. I want to see Josh Jones for a four to six game stint at tackle because you know what? We talked about it. Go put on the Dallas tape in week 17 when DJ Humphreys was out, I think with COVID, and Kelvin Beecham kicked to the left side. And look at what Josh Jones did at right tackle. The Cardinals, Kyler Murray, he was kept upright almost that entire game. I, I think that bodes well. I think they know that, and and who knows? Maybe he's made strides at guard. I want to see him play tackle because I, I really do think, and I wrote an article about it for, for the last side I worked for when the Cardinals drafted him. I said it was a gift from the football gods. I mean, you get Isaiah Simmons, DeAndre Hopkins, and Josh Jones in a singular draft. I was like, this is the next generation of Cardinal greats. I, I still believe Josh Jones can be that player for the Cardinals. Which just sounds like, Johnny, he needs to play. You know, yeah. you got to get him out in the football field. And what combination does that work with? And who you kick, if he goes to guard, who are you kicking over to center? You know what I mean? Like, how, yeah. how does that that combination fit? And and I, as I said, you got to put just like there's grades on everything. You know, what I mean, you got to consider when he played, who was he going against? You know, where where is it? Their number one. There's content. You you like you want to make sure that he like okay he played solid, and then you're you peeling it back another layer. Okay, who was it against? Maybe it was a, you know less performing, worst defense in the NFL. I mean, there's as I said, context to everything. But from what you're saying, Johnny, I know you do your your homework. It's fully vetted. I mean, I, I like what I'm seeing, and you just got to play him. You, he just has to play more with more experience. We'll see. I, I'm going to make a quick prediction here. You guys can hold me to this. This time next year, three Sorry. players that are going to be starting up front for the Cardinals. I do think they get something done with DJ Humphreys. I think he's back in some capacity. I think they, they're they hoping and praying now, given everything with Pew and Hudson, that Will Hernandez pops for this team and they at least can extend him another year. I think Will Hernandez is in the fold, and I think Josh Jones. I think those are three or five starting offensive linemen in, in 2023. They're all under 30, right? They've all been under the tutelage of Sean Kugler for the better part of three-plus seasons, right? That means a lot. You can be a high-performing draft pick and come in and be a first or second-round pick, but, I mean, you gotta you got to be able to you know pull your weight with – in my opinion, the best position coach on the Cardinals in Sean Coogler. So, um, Bo, do you think any of these these late-round offensive linemen, these rookies, can make an impact for the Cardinals this year, or is it bad news if any of them have to play? 
No, I'd love to see Josh Jones. I mean, I I thought you know early on. I mean, as far as like next level stats, like he was he was dominant. Like as far as win rate, pass block win rate, he was he was awesome. And just kind of fell off a cliff. And maybe he was just put in a in position against some tough defenders. I mean, anytime you're going up against a, an Aaron Donald, that's going to ruin your stats and, and how you perform. So. <laughs> I'd love to see him. I think, you know, it's just a, the more, as Damian said, the more he gets out there and gets reps and gets plays, he's going to get more comfortable because I think he, when he played at Houston, he was dominant. Like there wasn't a tackle that graded higher in pro football focuses uh, entire time tracking this uh, when he was, when he was drafted, but there was like some technique flaws and in something the Arizona Cardinals have been, you know, concerned about. And we, and we saw a little bit of that on display last year, but yeah, if you can get him up the snuff, uh, and, and you can start to continue this continuity with the offensive line, that would be huge for this this team going forward, especially when you're going to lock Kyler Murray into the biggest contract in franchise history. Uh, real quick, wrapping up our conversation about Cardinal sleepers, I saw what Charles Davis, a very respected football mind, said about Josh Jackson, the guy that they just signed, the cornerback who was a second-round pick, had a first-round grade at one point, out of Iowa, let, you know, a unanimous All-American a uh, huge season for the Hawkeyes. He's going to get an opportunity potentially to play outside. I don't know if he fits, you know, Vance's man-to-man, you know, uh, system, more of a zone guy, Damian, but uh, he could be somebody very, you know, just sign him, had to try out at minicamp to even make this roster and get a, a chance at another spot in the NFL. Um, and then A.J. Green, I think, is flying under the radar. He could, I, don't, I know it might not qualify for our conversation, but with with the absence of D Hop, we're talking Hollywood. We're talking Rondell Moore. I think we're forgetting about a guy who had 800 yards receiving last year in AJ Green. Guys, who with just great point, Bo? Who do you think has before for the first six games? Could it be that AJ Green has more yards than Hollywood Brown? Could that happen? I think so. I, I, I really I think do. it's a reality, and I think if it does, it's a good thing. Don't. I mean, no, 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 <laughs> no Johnny. Did Watt. you guys see AJ Green at the end of the year? You should have oh, seen AJ Green in practice. I mean, he looks spry. He look he looks fresh. Mm. And it's gonna, you know, as a guy that's gonna be thirty four years old, you know, not. what's gonna bode, bode well for him? That, beginning that, of that the if, if AJ Green outperforms <laughs> Hollywood Brown this year, then the season is officially gone in the toilet. It's a toilet season. <laughs> Flush it down. Get the plunger out. If AJ Green's thirty four year old corpse trotting out there is oh, outperforming. Wow. What equates to your first round pick and best friend of your quarterback outside of injury. And I listen, I like it. This is like, this is not anti AJ Green propaganda. I want to give Kime his due diligence and his credit because they did not go in and just sign AJ Green and then skip receivers in the draft. <laughs> they doubled down. Yeah, don't even get me started on that. <laughs> but I, but I, and he's a nice contingency. I would rather see Antoine Wesley play. Rondell Moore needs to get. You know, his looks, especially. No, you know, I don't want to see field. Antoine. No, I don't. I disagree with that. I think AJ Green is as a, even at his age. No, but Antoine Wesley was better guys, than AJ Green at the end of the guys, day. Guys, Rondell Moore has to be a major piece of this offense. You know, coming Correct. in the second round, what you think of the expectation of a sec- second round pick, you know, that transition, you know, he didn't play obviously through the COVID or injuries, whatever, but. A second-round pick, you expect that guy to to be a splash player and come in and maybe take off where Christian Kirk left off. You don't want Hollywood Brown to duplicate those numbers because you're expecting bigger things because you're expecting you're expecting more to be that that guy, you know, Christian Kirk. So to me, whether it's however they create plays, whether it's the return game or you know whether it's lateral passes or even him at running back, 
finding ways to get him the ball is going to be important, but he has to do his thing and make people play, you know, make, make plays as well. You know, playing in the NFC West and playing against the AFC West isn't the same as playing in the Big Ten. But what I will say is when I saw a little bit of, I saw a, a little bit of Rondell, he did, you know, show some spark. But can he sustain it through the year? Because dating back to college, guys, you know, you add him to the list. Has he played a full season either? So. Yeah. You know, when Johnny says things like Antoine Wesley is better than AJ Green, I think, man, he's been just dipping into the OGs too much, man. Step away <laughs> from the gummies, my guy. I mean, even though we're excited about OGs, they've got their seasonal flavor, pina colada, the perfect pineapple, creamy coconut blend that's just in time for those summer road trips and pool pot- parties. And speaking of pool parties, yeah, OG's is taking over the Maya Day Club in Scottsdale this month, June 25th. Johnny's going to be there. I wouldn't be surprised if DA's making making himself available to be there. I know our PHNX crew. Don't put crew my body to shame, Damien. Damien's going to come, and he's going to flex on me. To one former running back to another. I've, I've been uh, trying to be in the lab getting like Damien, uh, but if if he tries uh, to score me up at this party Saturday, we're going to have problems future the show. <laughs> All, all I'm going to say, John, is that your mustache gives you ultimate respect. So, thank you. you know I mean? Like, I wouldn't try you, bro. Like, <laughs> thank I wouldn't, you. I, I appreciate wouldn't that. that. Yeah. If you respect. definitely want to hang out with some of the PHNX crew, including JV and DA, check out OGs for more information online at ogsbrands.com on Instagram. Of course, it's a must follow at ogsbrands. You can also find their products, your local dispensary. Must be 21 years or older to purchase. Yeah, and one of the reasons I feel good about partying this weekend, number one, I got my wife's permission. Number two, I got my COVID shot. So I want everybody to be happy and healthy, not only for Saturday with OGs, but moving into this season when we've got a ton of fun stuff on tap with PHNX Cardinals. The tailgates we're going to have are going to be so off the chain, but make sure you get vaccinated so you can come party with us, right? I don't want somebody hacking and coughing and sneezing all over my four peaks, right? I want to be able to relax and have a good time and watch a Cardinals dub. So it's time for some screenshots presented by the Arizona Department of Health. COVID-19 vaccines are free. Go get one right now. They're free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are now eligible for the booster. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. Again, visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location nearest to you all right gentlemen quickly rapid fire before we put a bow on this one what do you believe the arizona cardinals need to do at the center position right now today not tomorrow not yesterday but right now damien i'll start with you uh they need to hit the market and make something happen call somebody and get them in house whether it be workouts or i think they need to be scouring all their resources for talent whether it's you know free agent or available you know veterans so do it all Find out the best, you know, they're, they're about to invest all this money in Kyler Murray. They need to protect him, Johnny. Uh, make sure, I mean, Cliff said that Lasidius Smith was uh, working out at center. I think that might be your better option than Justin Pugh. Keep him at the guard spot. Make sure Lasidius uh, prepares like he's going to start, but that better not be the op- like their only option, as SDA said, hit the market. I think Sam uh, Mustafer from... Chicago could be an option. A guy that played all the snaps pretty much for the Bears last year. He's going to lose his job to a rookie. Not the greatest, but this is where the market's going to be right now. Uh, as I mentioned, that shotgun snap percentage is huge for the Cardinals. That was a team that was in the shotgun a lot, too. Uh, he might be a guy. He's a Notre Dame product. As I said, the Cardinals love team captains. He was a team captain for the for the Golden Domers. Might be a guy that could be a reclamation project 
coming uh, and, and getting an opportunity. If not, like if, if there, there's something with JC Treader, I'm shocked he's not on a roster right now. What's what's the reason for the red flag? If you can get you know through to him, then that might that's probably your best option. I agree. Let's get JC to AZ. Pocket full of Benjamins. This stash, this mustache did not come. You know from Benjamins. Party City. He know Ben. <laughs> no, no party city. There ain't no party city in Maricopa. You ever been here? Jalen Blair quickly. J- Pew said it's the center's responsibility to make the calls. That will be too much for uh, Smith in year one, especially when he's never played center before. I agree. I don't think we want to see, with all due respect to any of the rookies that were drafted in the sixth and seventh round Just to be playing prepare, this like- year. Yeah. No, no, no. Like, yeah, position room. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, Buy, trade. You think you think you need to trade to get one? Oh, double down, yeah, uh, invest more resources. Right. Here's the problem with that, Jose, and I, w- I would agree if there was a, a player to be had. Um, trading for is kind of like trading for a tackle or pass rusher. Teams need that position so they don't just have a surplus. Nobody has a surplus of quality centers to be had, I don't think. Um, and so I think the Cardinals' best option, they've got San Francisco waiting in the wings too. Alex Mack retired. I don't know if they've got in a – Somebody else in their pipeline doesn't sound like it. They were hoping he'd be back. Just, it's a very frustrating scenario. And again, we're not, uh, you know, stating definitively Rodney Hudson is done with the Cardinals. He's retiring today, but that's where the winds are blowing. I would tell you definitively, don't expect him for this year or mm. beyond. I think he's, I think he's played his last snap for the Arizona Cardinals. But we have not recorded our last show for PHNX Cardinals because this train. Keeps moving throughout the offseason. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. For Bo Brock, Damian Anderson, I'm Johnny Venerable. We will see you manana. Bye, everybody.